So this might be one of the most significant, if not the most significant episode I've made with regards to U.S. government experimentation and technological advances that completely defy what defy any type of morals or ethics or anything of the sort, but putting that aside, completely defy what the the traditional and constitutional laws of, of what Congress endorses and, and what the Senate and the, and the House endorses, just completely unsubstantiated and unequivocally ruthless. So let me just quickly refresh everyone's memory because I have done an episode on DARPA before, but... For those who don't know or who are new to the, um, to the show, DARPA is an agency within the U.S. Defense Department that works on advanced technology for the military. Now, here's the interesting thing. Recently, DARPA, using their Twitter account, which is kind of weird, they kind of put their feelers out. And what I mean by that is they wanted to see the general consensus of what the response would be when they said that they're developing urban underground tunnels and bases for, quote, research and experimentation. Now, this strange request started a landslide of sorts with some people responding uh, with memes and all that kind of stuff, saying that we're going to turn into the Terminator and, and, and things like that. And Time magazine even reported that when someone snarkily tweeted that DARPA could be looking to hide Demogorgons, which are from the, the, the Stranger Things series, DARPA shot back with their own brand of sarcasm, writing, please, Demogorgons are such a Department of Energy thing. And that's kind of just a joking side of it, but I think it's sort of a mask to cover what's really going on. So the fact that the Defense Department is looking and heavily inquiring for underground tunnels and bases in the USA has sort of stirred the pot in, in people's interest in secret tunnels and underground government activities, right, and other clandestine operations. So one of DARPA's tweets stated, and this is the last thing I'm going to talk about for, the, uh, for, for what they tweeted, because we all know that whatever they tweet is horse crap anyways. They tweeted, quote, The ideal space would be a human-made underground environment spanning several city blocks with complex layout and multiple stories, including atriums, stairwells, tunnels, you name it. Spaces that are currently closed off from pedestrians or can be temporarily used for testing are of extreme interest, end quote. Now, again, this kind of fuels the idea of there being a secret underground base at the, the Dolce base there, right? But... On the heels of last year's recent groundswell of interest in invading Area 51, where government secret activities have been going on for decades, for so, such a long time, as well as the recent admission that the Navy's, the Navy's been tracking the UFOs or the Pentagon admitting to them having in possession technologies not of this world, DARPA's call for urban underground tunnels has been met with a lot of suspicion because the timing is a little bit odd. And when you look at, for example, Space Force, I want to mention quickly one Space Force that under the Trump administration has released, I think ultimately Space Force, regardless of the administration, was going to be something that was going to happen 
or be another branch of the military, regardless of who was in office, whether it was Trump or Clinton or whoever. I feel like that's part of the intelligence community's overall or overarching plan to implement Space Force. And I'm not saying there's a conspiracy behind that. I'm just saying that I think Space Force would have been implemented regardless of who was in power politically. So DARPA's explanation has only made things more mysterious because DARPA, and they, this is quoted from them, is interested in understanding the state-of-the-art innovative technologies that may enable future solutions to rapidly map and navigate and search unknown complex subterranean, subterranean environments to locate objects of interest. To support these technologies, DARPA is looking to find locations that researchers can utilize to experiment and enhance their innovative approaches. And then Business Insider reported that DARPA's request is related to the Pentagon's growing attention on underground warfare in large urban spaces, having spent at least half a billion dollars on this particular subject since 2017. So let me just reiterate that because I think that's very important. It shouldn't be overlooked. DARPA's request is related to the Pentagon's growing attention on underground warfare, underground warfare in large urban spaces, having spent at least half a billion dollars on this, on looking into this, just half a billion dollars looking into this since 2017, just half a billion in the last three years, just inquiring about it. Doesn't this kind of seem fishy? Doesn't this kind of connect back with the whole Dolce base thing? I mean, think about it. Whistleblowers saying that there was a little bit of a confrontation between a certain species of aliens and the U.S. government at the Dolce base. A little fishy, don't you think? And so what exactly is going on underground that makes the DOD or the Department of Defense so concerned about it protecting with military force and technology? Now, here's the problem. It's nearly impossible to know. That's the secret part. But DARPA spokesperson Jared Adams then said, quote, complex urban underground infrastructure can present significant challenges for situational awareness in time-sensitive scenarios, such as active combat operations or disaster response, end quote. But this still tells the public very little. He makes a point. He's pretty much saying in that quote there that having these underground bases, not just for experimentation, but also for different types of things for going into hiding or, or, or being safe is he's pretty much saying these underground bases would be ideal for some type of last minute attack. Now think about it like this, putting the underground bases aside, we are essentially prepared here in the West. I mean, at least I'd like to think we are for any type of nuclear attack from a foreign country. What could be more dangerous than, say, a nuclear attack, a, uh, an, artif an AI attack, a drone attack, or some type of biological or biochemical attack through the use of a virus or something? And I'm not talking about COVID. I'm just, just putting COVID aside. What else could that be? What else could a, a deep underground, multiple deep underground tunnels and bases be used for? Mm, let me think. Some type of aerial technology? So, because look, we have the ground covered. We can essentially control the ground as a human species. The water, not so much, but we have a decent grasp of that. I mean, it's our home planet. But what about the air? What about above the air? Space. 
I think this is an indirect way of saying we want to move more and more things underground in the event of a of an attack of sorts from space. UFOs. I think the UFO issue is extremely pre prevalent and concerning for the people at the Department of Defense and DARPA. With that being said, I don't think this is something all of a sudden they just woke up and got out of bed one morning and said, hey, we got to make an underground thing. I think this has to, this falls in line with the 1954 Griotta Treaty that Eisenhower made with a select handful of species of extraterrestrials. And I think that DARPA wants these underground bases in particular for the species that they do not get along with, or at least for the species that the U.S. government doesn't get along with. So, it seems that underground research and competitions have been going on for a decent amount of time, and according to DARPA, this is why they're looking for below-ground space as a venue for the subterranean challenge, as they call it. Now, National Defense Magazine reported that the subterranean challenge, or what they call the sub-T challenge, invites teams of researchers from around the world to compete and find technological solutions for underground operations. And so it is a sort of multi-phase competition to utilize robotic technologies that can scan, map, and explore underground environments in the forms of tunnels, urban underground spaces, and even caves. Now, the challenges underground include little or no light, places where GPS won't work in uncertain terrain. Now, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure that's the least of their worries, to tell you the truth. So... Tim Chung, who is a sub-T or subterranean program manager in DARPA's tactical technology office, said, and I quote, the sub-T challenge or the subterranean challenge aims to minimize the level of human involvement required so that personnel won't have to be part of the first wave of forces entering a potentially hazardous subterranean environment in the future. Look, he's pretty much saying the first few rounds where humans are to go down there and build this base and all that. It's trying to minimize the level of human involvement for this subterranean sort of challenge, if you will, this sub-T challenge. I think all of this is ultimately a front, and I think they're doing a really good job at it right now at making it seem like it's something else when it's really something much more dark and secretive. And I, I, I don't want to use the word dark, but you, you kind of know what I mean. So... We then have to ask, before we get on to the experiments that have leaked and all that, the, the really interesting part of this episode, but we then have to ask, why underground? And why now? So underground warfare definitely sounds like the stuff of science fiction, but it really isn't when you think about it. And so Military Times, the kind of publication that is certain to be up on this sort of activity, if you will, explains that underground warfare is going on right now, whether most people are aware of it or not. Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran are notorious for their complex underground facilities and are able to deploy thousands of troops, tanks, missiles, and launch plans from underground runways. Now, it does seem strange for the Department of Defense, considering its power, assets, and clout, to be placing a call for underground tunnels on Twitter. And again, it really does, because... We have to then think, this could be part of a much larger disinformation psyop against foreign countries, but I think ultimately, countries like Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran, the, the countries in which the U.S. is concerned about, I think it's bigger than that. I think it has to do with extraterrestrials, and I think that DARPA and the CIA and the Pentagon are dealing with multiple threats 
while also trying to push their own agenda, which can sort of create a, more of a clusterfuck of everything, if you will. Pardon my French. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, just about all of DARPA's clandestine or secretive activities are pretty bizarre. Whether that's the experiments, whether that's the things that they're funding or the projects that never ended up happening. who It's so crazy, it's not even funny. And there's so many things that I'm, I would bet my life on we don't even know that we would think is right out of a, a movie or beyond that. So ultimately, do I think Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran are their main concerns? Mm, not really, to tell you the truth, in my opinion. I think that certainly they could deploy underground soldiers and military, militarized weapons and for a future world war, if you will. I mean, I think if there was a world war of just humans, I think certainly that would be a concern. But I think that is probably number two on their list. I think number one is the threat of an alien invasion. And I know that sounds crazy, but look, Nixon has spoken about it. Reagan has spoken about it. Eisenhower has spoken about it, all in, in speeches, all in either speeches to the country or speeches to the United Nations. They've all spoken about it. So for me to say it, I don't think that sounds preposterous per se. Okay, so now let's dive into the into DARPA's transhumanist agenda, if you will, or their, their brain initiatives, if you want to call it. Experiments that ethically are very, very unethical, really, and are completely immoral. But I, I want to explain this because it's not exactly the experiment or the project itself that's immoral. It's more so the way in which they're doing it. And I guess they're, they're doing it in order to speed up the process because they, again, they're, they're very concerned whether it's about another country or something to do with an extraterrestrial invasion. We don't know. But anyways, let's, let's jump into this. So it's becoming increasingly inevitable that the singularity, our post-human sort of cyborg destiny, is coming to light. And the next jump may be a neural interface interacting with the brain networks to manipulate how the body feels, reacts, and even heals, both voluntarily and involuntarily. Now, if this sounds reminiscent of any number of science fiction films, that's because it is, and DARPA is spearheading it the military's experimental tech research branch. So the DARPA brain initiative is ostensibly benevolent and meant to have wide-reaching applications in the medical world, helping civilians and veterans recover from traumatic mental health issues and physical injuries. And this is honestly where I applaud DARPA, but I think this is not their end game at all. So these neural interfaces could allow prosthetics to have as much feeling as an actual limb or tell your body when to release antibodies to fight infection faster than it normally would, similar to what Elon Musk is doing with Neuralink. Now, with DARPA, it's also possible that the more enticing goal would be to create the ultimate warrior or super soldier, which I've spoken about in a previous episode, a sort of advanced superhuman cyborg, both physically and mentally superior to the unadulterated human being. And some of these initiatives seem to hint at just that. So the, follow, the, the, the following five programs that I'm just about to, I'm about to speak about now will give you, the viewer or the listener, an idea of what DARPA aims to achieve in their projects in the future. So it really aims to be sort of transhumanist advancements that could sort of make us superhumans, if you will. So the first one is 
Nest Brain Initiative, but it's spelled N-E-S-D, which stands for Neural Engineering System Design. So the goal of the Nest program is to create a neural link that can communicate with over a million neurons in the brain, and the device would be able to transfer advanced signal resolution and data transfer bandwidth between the brain and electronics. So essentially, it converts your brain waves and electrical synaptic firings into binary code that can be read by a computer or more simply near telepathic control of an electronic device. This particular program is very similar to what Elon Musk wants to do with Neuralink. And so obviously this brain machine interface is a conception that the tech world has been dreaming about and is developing through different channels like Facebook's Building 8 or Elon Musk's Neuralink, which happens to be headed by a former DARPA developer which is very interesting. The way in which that will be implemented through experimentation within these underground bases is very hard to tell. And I'm not trying to say that someone's like jamming a chip into somebody's brain, but what I'm trying to say essentially is that the experimentation for this before it goes mainstream will certainly be on a government very secretive level. So you can be certain that Although this might not be the most ruthless thing that you personally, as the viewer or listener, had in mind, it's certainly something that is extremely ruthless when being experimented on, especially in the alpha and beta stages. The next is RAM Brain Initiative. RAM stands for Restoring Active Memory. So the RAM project aims to repair the neural networks that become damaged by traumatic head injuries. And this issue undoubtedly affects a large portion of veterans, which is... Uh, would certainly be a great technological advancement for veterans because the veterans need to be treated as good as the the best of the best in, in, in the West, in my personal view. But it is also widely applicable in the civilian realm. So the implanted interface, referred to as a neuroprosthetic, would potentially improve memory and allow subjects to recall things that occurred prior to their impairment. So the project aims to use computational models to describe how neuron codes could declarative or could declare memories that they forgot by targeting well-defined parcels of knowledge that can be constantly recalled and described in words such as events, times, and places. Now this is a little bit interesting because I think the overall picture with these projects, as I'm go I'm about to do uh, project three, four, and five, but I think. There's more to it than that. I think DARPA is using, and I hate to say this, and I mean no disrespect when I say this, but I think DARPA is using the excuse of the upright moral reasoning in order for them to continue with these projects. And again, these are just the projects we know about. Some of these projects that I'm about to mention have actually been leaked, and then they've kind of admitted to it, sort of-ish. And so... That's why I think they use the most upright and moral stance and narrative to push this. The next one is the TNT Brain Initiative. What TNT stands for Targeted Neuroplasticity Training. So our brains have the ability to rewire and rework their structure in order to adapt to changes in our bodies. And this is called neuroplasticity. So the DARPA Brain Initiative TNT program strives to improve on this process, creating more explosive learning, if you will, in our synaptic firings. The interface would ramp up the release of brain chemicals like serotonin, dopamine, and, and all the other ones 
expediting the process of neuroplasticity and allowing for accelerated learning. These chemicals are also released by amphetamines, which is what makes nootropic drugs like Adderall and, let's face it, even cocaine, a, a choice study uh, supplement because not only does it release more of the chemicals in the brain, but it helps you essentially learn faster. And if I, it might not sound like it because of the way DARPA sort of formulates their 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 acronyms and all that with these projects. It might not seem like it, but to have this stuff experimented on you, particularly in the bases that they want underground, is insane. It's insane. Because they do not report to Congress, essentially. I mean, on paper they do, but let's face it, realistically they don't. So who are they to report to? They're pretty much left in their own corner. It's like that crazy guy you knew in high school that was always blowing shit up and experimenting with stuff. And he's always in the, in the corner of, of, of the class, or he's always in the, the corner of the hallway at high school, just doing his own thing. And smart guy, but there's no morals in his experiments. It's kind of like that. The next one is the Haptics Brain Initiative. Haptics stands for Hand Proprioception and Touch Interfaces. Essentially creating, I'm not going to lie, turning humans into cyborgs. The, that's the most extreme. The most minimum would be, say, someone lost their arm. They can use a prosthetic or robotic arm and connect that to the links and the electro uh, the signals within our brain that can then allow us to actually feel this prosthetic or fake arm as if it was our real one, right? And have the same kind of nerves and touching and things like that. But DARPA has said their desired outcome for this would be pain relief for amputees, better functioning prosthetics, and the positive ascent towards a cyborg-dominant body. Again, that kind of sounds a little creepy, particularly when that's an official statement from DARPA, but ultimately what I have to say about that is they're doing much more than that. Let's face it, they're releasing the projects that essentially are some of the most, I guess you could say the least, the least, I, I guess, crazy. My, my brain kind of drew a blank there, but I'll, I think that they're using the least crazy examples. That's what I want to say. They're using the least crazy examples to justify these projects, okay? And then the last one is ElectRx or elect, Electric's Brain Initiative, Electrical Prescriptions. So the DARPA Brain Initiative's electrical prescriptions would essentially commandeer the control center in your, in your brain that responds to injury and illness. This system is normally dictated by your peripheral nervous system in the brain and spinal cord, where signs of an infection trigger the appropriate systems that lead to healing and recovery. Electrics, or ElectRx if you want to call it, seeks to repair these systems if damaged and trigger faster responses in healthy systems, all while providing precise, real-time monitoring of your internal functions. And the idea would be, who needs a doctor or pharmacist when you have an artificial nervous system that knows just what the body needs? Okay, and so the desired outcome that DARPA has stated for this project is the epitome of biohacking and preventative medicine. Those with, with damaged nervous, metabolic, and autoimmune systems would benefit. Again, all these projects that I just listed, the last five, may not sound crazy. They really might not. But that is because they're so watered down. 
that when you compare these projects to what former DARPA whistleblowers who had some of the most exclusive classified access have had, they've essentially said that this is already done. This is stuff that they've done 50 years ago they've already finished with. We're talking now, they're doing things that are, are, are not even... Because they've gotten such a, such a grasp and understanding from projects like these, they're only coming public with these projects now because they've mastered them. And the reason for that is because they want to obviously show progress, they want to show that taxpayers' dollars are going somewhere beneficial, but because they've already mastered them, they can then utilize these projects to be presented to the public in the least intrusive or the least fucked up way possible. Pardon my French. And that is what I think, because, again, not to go back to this, but when you look at things like mutilated cows or... Ultimately, I think they've used these projects that they've mastered privately because they won't admit that publicly. Publicly, they're just saying, oh, like we haven't even done it yet. But I think when they've used the, they've used the knowledge from these projects that they've privately mastered to then create biological, biologically functioning beings, similar to how people think that the gray aliens or the grays, as they call them, are, are probes and what have you. So... I'm not going to waste any more of your guys' time. Let me know what you think. It is certainly an extremely informative and interesting thing to look into because we're talking about a number of different things here. We're talking about human super soldiers. We're talking about underground bases for alien invasion. We're talking about so many different things here. So let me, uh, let me know your guys' thoughts, and uh, we will catch you next time. And again, I know I apologize if I, made, if I crammed all this into one episode. I, I know there's a lot to unpack here. But, yeah, I think it's certainly one of the more significant and prevalent episodes I've done. So, thank you very much.